I'll talk a little bit about the five plates, the five areas, and I'm indebted partly to John Stott's book, and also there was one called Vintage Church that helped me as I struggled to find my way through. Um, just want to share briefly. Though the Christian life is meant to be a continuous festival, the Lord's Supper in particular is the Christian equivalent of the Passover. And it's central to the church. You notice that in Scripture, you see, when Jesus used the Passover meal, that last supper, he deliberately replaced the ceremonial thing the Jews would have said, that this is the bread of affliction which our fathers ate. He replaced that with this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. And that obliges us to look back to the cross of Jesus, doesn't it? And recall with gratitude what he suffered there, what he accomplished there. The matzo bread is so significant, isn't it? With that piercing and stripes. And it's unleavened, the unleavened bread. And obviously baptism in the, in the churches and the, and the Lord's Supper are referred to as sacraments of the gospel. And we're not don't major on sacraments here, but it's important just to realize the importance of the water in baptism and then the receiving, and if it's been by immersion, how that is the washing and cleansing and the rising to new life. And John says here, which I think is really good, that the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. And how often when we take the bread, and the wine. Are we actually doing anything thanksgiving? We're doing it in remembrance, yes, because he says, do it in remembrance, mate. But that joy of thanksgiving, I think, sometimes gets lost. Now, the five plates refer to five ways. You'll notice I've only got five points today, not like the uh, Isle of Man, 30 points. Five simple points for you, and yet profound points. The first one is very obvious, and you would say that to me almost certainly if I asked you, is to remember his sacrifice. Do this in remembrance of me. That's the first plate. That's that one. Remember me. It's interesting that the thief on the cross said you remember me Jesus when remember me when you come into your kingdom <coughs> wonderful crossover between the two the remembrance secondly we partake in its benefits we all share partaking is a funny word isn't it we don't go around saying would you like to partake of a cup of tea with me but partaking is part of this it goes beyond just remembering, commemoration, communion, kionia. It's, it's not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give bread, a participation in the blood of Christ. And it's not the bread that we break, a participation in the body of Christ. So you see this partaking is so important. And that's why so many places call it Holy Communion, because it is just that. It's the Lord's Supper. 
That's the second plate. The third one, again, is really what prophetically a couple of people have spoken about. It's proclaiming, it's proclamation. Wherever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So we're in that situation of proclaiming till he comes. What are you proclaiming? You're proclaiming the good news. To whom? Those who have not partaken of the bread at all. And those words are important for this church. But doing it is doing it. Not just by the word, but by the works. So important, the word and the works must carry on being in balance. It is evidence of what is the truth of scripture, truth of the good news. So the proclamation. You see, Jesus died 2,000 years ago, but the proclamation didn't finish then. It continues with us. And as disciples, like an apprentice, will copy what the master has done in the works that they do. I love those little apprentice pieces. They sometimes come up on Antiques Roadshow. And you see this beautiful little chair. And it must have taken hundreds of hours to do. And the apprentice made it. It's totally useless. It's only about this big. Well, you put a doll on it. But it's what a reflection of what the master carpenter has shown to do. And you need to be making these little chairs for Jesus in terms of gospel talk. And you need to start where people are at and look for the common ground and stand on it. It doesn't matter how small the common ground is. If they say something and you've got something there to stand on, you talk about that. However little you know, get them to tell you. But some common ground, you will always find something, some key so that you've got something in common with people, and from that little tiny microcosm, the Lord will make the ground bigger and bigger. It's to do with the R of relationship. If they start to talk about the R of religion, please just cut it dead, because the R of religion is, generally speaking, just death, absolute death. Religious and religious practice is just absolutely not the life in the spirit. You need to talk about relationship, relationship between you and Jesus, what Jesus has done, what Jesus is doing, what Jesus means. Without being too preachy, you know, it's not you've got all the answers and you're a sinner over there. That doesn't work. Well, it does sometimes. My mother walked off the pier after hearing Nick Cuthbert, the, uh, the evangelist, and she said, that man called me a sinner. Well, he wasn't inaccurate, but it took some time for her to get past that. So you just need some sensitivity. Proclaiming the third. And the church is so much being confirmed today. Now the fourth one, the fourth one is to, the get, to do with the togetherness. Why did we bother to have the bread go round and we just get that virtually straight away and yet in the wine the blood of Christ and the power is in the blood why do we hold that and then drink it in unity 
Was it just to say, well, that's, that's unifying us? Well, yes, it is, but it's more than that. On the Lord's Supper, we come together to celebrate, to recognize our common share in the benefits of Christ's sacrifice, which has united us. We are one in Christ. We're all different shapes and sexes and all sorts of things are different, but in Christ, we are one. And that's the fourth plate, that it is to do with unity. So many churches you go to have not got that unity. You have that here, and you must nurture and bless that and ask the Lord to continue that. The enemy comes in to divide and conquer. Jesus comes in to unify and conquer. Our common benefit. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body. For we all partake, lovely old word, isn't it? Partake of the one loaf. That's 1 Corinthians 10, verse 17. That's the fourth plate. What do you think the fifth plate might be? What's missing? What's often missing when God works for us? What's missing? What's on the fifth plate? Actually, the fifth plate should probably be this one. should be up here preaching and you probably will be soon Sylvia right well both well that's that that does it there's both of them there can you make a note of that John we've got people here who are coming out with the preaching thanks is the fifth plate how what is wrong with us that Jesus has done all that and yet in many ways we seem to not realize the fifth plate is to give thanks for his sacrifice and the token of our thanksgiving is to offer ourselves, our bodies and our souls, as what? As living sacrifices to his service. Romans 12, verse 1. Romans 12, verse 1. And therefore, when we share in the Lord's Supper, his sacrifice on the cross is remembered, it's partaken of, it's proclaimed, and it's acknowledged as the ground we stand of, unity. If I stand on ground that's not unified, if I stand on earthquake, I go down into the... Don't I? I disappear. So we stand on the ground of unity and then we respond with full hearts in grateful worship. I think we had grateful worship. The worship today was chosen by Ralph. It's such a blessing. I came back from a busy week and there was an email which I hadn't even seen until Ralph phoned and the worship was there for me. It's just a matter of just topping and tailing it. So the worship today was Ralph, after prayer, put it in. And then we had the hymns. And then we had that time of worship. So we have five suppers, don't we? Five suppers. 
So can you see the close relationship between Christ's sacrifice on the cross and the sacrifice of thanksgiving we offer in the celebration of communion? Can you see that coming together? It's a celebration. It's a remembrance. And I thank John Stock for really just unpacking that so clearly for me, for me to share it with you. And on that, those are my five points. The other 25 you're going to have to find for yourself out of communion. I'm sure they're not comprehensive. Ralph's got one. Here's the sixth. Well, I've been thinking about this for a bit. The number five. And to me, the number five is significant because in Isaiah 53, which is so important for us believers, the fifth verse of Isaiah 53 is the one where it says, by his stripes we are healed. John, can you get Isaiah 53, verse 5, did you say? Yeah. Sorry to pause, but let's just have the word. By his stripes we are healed, or by his wounds we are healed. And there, were, in a sense, there were two aspects to um, the crucifixion. Before Jesus got to the cross, he went to the whipping post, and there his his back was torn to shreds. It also says in Isaiah that. His face was so disfigured, uh, and his, his form was so disfigured, his body was so disfigured, um, that is, he was, in a sense, taking spiritually all the, 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 um, uh, the sicknesses of mankind. That word, um, healed, by his stripes we are healed, um, we looked it up, <laughs> and it actually does mean physically healed. Everywhere in the in the Bible, it means physically healed, and um, Peter also quotes in two Peter two verse twenty four, um, and by his stripes we are healed. And he doesn't quote from the Septuagint; he actually quotes directly from the Hebrew, uh, which is this word healed. So that's the significance. That I Back to the matzo <laughs> bread. Imagine that's a piece of matzo bread. The matzo bread would have stripes in it. It would have holes in it. And that needs to be remembered as we come month by month to the communion. It's so easy to turn it into some sort of ritual, to always do the same thing and so on. No, it needs to be fresh. We need to remember the five parts.